All right. Hi, everybody. This is Pat. And I am here to ask Lauren and Olivia, who you all know from the World Learning Institute, um, what their vision of an ideal learning experience is and what it might look like three years from now and what it might look like five years from now. Who wants to go first? <laughs> I want to give listeners the background that Pat <laughs> told us that we were going to be having this conversation five seconds ago. <laughs> no, so we're not responsible for anything that comes out of our mouths right now. <laughs> but this is the world of learning, you know, and we do these things. I would say just being part of the world of learning has completely opened my eyes. I mean, I was just a public school kid, went through that track, went to college, was sort of formed by traditional teaching and had been a pretty traditional teacher in, you know, in a variety of settings. But joining the virtual world, you know, I think, you know, when we think about forward facing and we say anybody, anywhere, anytime, um, that they can, should be able to learn what they want to learn and how do we make that possible? How do we give opportunities for people to learn? Um, having this online environment is an amazing gift that we have because it's 2022 and maybe we can reach anybody anywhere, anytime um, to do what they want to do. And that just, I hadn't thought about learning that way before jo joining the world of learning. So I'm inspired all the time. So what, what's it going to look like three years from now with your influence? I'm going to create systems so that it's really easy for us to all get everyone in here, reduce the frenzy. Yeah, there you go. And, reduce the frenzy. And have it all work together so that we have a beautifully working machine that works in lockstep with districts, parents, teachers, students. So, so the experience from when they say, I want to take nuclear physics in Arabic mm -hmm. to the time they get to the teacher, they get to the course, it like happens. So they go to our webpage. They say, I want to take this course. It takes them into a login. Mm -hmm. They pay the money and they're in this beautifully developed course that Olivia has a vision for three to five years from now. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I, I'm so, first of all, I'm so glad that Lauren wants to figure out the systems because, <laughs> <laughs> um, and my background's really different. I, I did not go to, I was, did not really have a traditional classroom experience until I was an adult. Um, uh, you know, being, I was homeschooled from kindergarten, 12th grade, which is usually my like public school teacher's secret that I don't tell people until I first convince them that. <laughs> I can be in the same space as them and I can navigate like the traditional school space. We all wear a mask at some time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's mine for a little bit, but not because I'm not proud of it, but because it has so many stigma, you know, everything's got a stigma associated with it. And that one um, sometimes makes it feel like you, like you won't be able to be in the public school space, you know, effectively. But I think that has shaped, I know that has shaped my teaching and learning. Um, I mean, I don't know if I would be here today had I not been homeschooled, which is sort of a funny thing to say, but um, if I were here, it would have come, you know, from a different angle. So I think the ideal learning experience as I envision it, and I think about it now with my child because he's one and a half. So everything's like the three to five year timeline is his timeline, Pat. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, and the stakes are relatively low right now. Like no one's asking us to make any decisions today or tomorrow. So I can kind of be like, oh, he could be here. He could be there. He could do this thing or that thing. And I just want him to um, 
be able to pursue his curiosity the way he is as a one and a half year old. Like I just, I see in him, like he's so curious about worms right now. And we've like, his father showed him worms under a rock the other day. And the next day we went outside and he booked it up the yard towards this rock. And we were like, what is he doing? And he started trying to turn over the same rock. And we were like, oh, he remembers, because he doesn't even have the language yet to tell us I'm curious about worms. So we have to like watch him to see what he's curious about. Right. But that inquiry, you know, in education ease, we say it's inquiry based. And I think about my homeschool experience and my continued learning today, because I'm a learner, you know, today, and it's, it's inquiry driven. I, I want my child and by extension, all of my students and the young people in my life and just young people everywhere to be able to like pursue, pursue their curiosity in a way that is interdisciplinary. Cause Aeneas is not, my son is not thinking about whether that's science or English or math or history. It's like all of those things. It's interdisciplinary. It's not given a numerical grade or value. And I absolutely believe you can be motivated without those. I, I was motivated for years without those. Mm-hmm. Um, it's um, ongoing. It, like Lauren said, it's not in time or space. If he's into that for 30 seconds today and for two hours tomorrow, both of those things are totally fine. And that's dreamy. But like you said, what is our ideal? So, I'm, you know, that's the dream. Well, that's really about trusting kids, too, and trusting that they want to learn. And I think, unfortunately... Um, Olivia, I love that you can speak from an 18-month-old perspective because I think um, that you can learn from any experience out there in the world. And um, and when you're driven by curiosity, you may not stay in something for really long, but as long as you're interested, you're learning. And, you know, at some point you find something that you want to dive deeply into and and you get it. But I love that because I do think that the inquiry-based model is here to stay because all the information is out there on the internet. So how do we as, as a learning organization make that possible for somebody to say, I want to learn a language, but I want to learn a little bit more, you know, or I want to learn about chemistry, but I want to learn a little bit more. And so you guys are awesome. Thanks for, Lauren, do you have any closing words on this inquiry thing and what that ideal learning experience will look like three or five years from now? Yeah, I just think, you know, I was thinking about, I was reading Dr. Butler's you know newsletter this morning and how we're moving into this next phase of learning, right? How in the industrial age, like schools are these like learning factories, you got to standardize, we got to get everybody through. And now we're kind of thinking about it as like this huge network of like, where can learners go? What can they reach? What can they take in? And creating these systems of support. Mm-hmm. And I think we're really, we're bridging that right now. It's really exciting um, because we work with a lot of traditional schools and we're also offering something a little bit outside of what you can do traditionally. And I think that's really cool. So who knows? Anything's possible. Three years were the bridge, five years right. were the stars. <laughs> what do you think? Lady? I love it. All right. Hey, thanks for the conversation. I appreciate it. Thanks, yeah. Matt.